Hello, Lincolnshire. Welcome to the first episode of the relaunch brand spanking new Lincoln Eye podcast with myself, Ronnie Byrne. We've got one hell of a show coming up for you today. We're going to be talking to James Woodliffe, or Curly as he's better known, from Lincoln band Vigilantes, hot off their homecoming show alongside the Sherlocks and Huey Morgan. You do not want to miss that interview, believe me. We're also going to be talking to Katrina Burrell, Stonebow Media's partnership manager, discussing the Lincoln Knights event portfolio in 2022. We're also going to be talking about a little book that my editor gave me this week, all about the Lincolnshire dialect. Much to think about there. Toros me daddy. But first and foremost, we're going to start the show by talking about the biggest issue in the world today, and that, of course, is the Ukraine crisis. We've all seen the horrific footage across the internet and news channels of buildings and towns in Ukraine coming under attack from Russia, and we've heard, quite frankly, the horror stories that have followed on from those moments. And this week, I wanted to paint a picture of how this crisis, even though it's thousands of miles away, is having an impact on people right here in Lincolnshire. So I had the opportunity to speak to three people in the week, all from different backgrounds with different perspectives about how the invasion of Ukraine is affecting them. First, I travelled to the home of Bradley Wall. Now, Bradley was the organiser of the, considering how short notice it was, exceedingly well-attended vigil at Lincoln Cathedral last weekend. And I wanted to ask him about why he felt he had to do something. Bradley, it's a pleasure to see you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Not too bad. A little bit nervous, but uh, we're getting there. Tell me about it. I feel you. Episode one, we're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. So what made you decide to organise this vigil in Lincoln? Um, the fact that I felt like something had to, I had to do something personally, and uh, obviously me just going by myself to light a candle does nothing at all, period. Um, so it was something that I could do, um, something that I could help show people and get people together. So that's that's why I wanted to, to do that. Mm, fantastic. And the, the responses to it, especially across the Lincolnite page, have been so overwhelmingly positive. Like, why do you think that this matter in particular has brought out such a mad emotional response in people? Oh, a lot of things. Um, one thing that I was surprised about was the the number of actual Ukrainians. So there were Ukrainians that turned up to the vigil, uh, people with friends and family in Ukraine. So it, that shows you how interconnected we all are, you know, as a, as a human species. And, you know, it is Europe. It's on our doorstep. Um, I've personally been to Kiev uh, on, on a holiday. So, you know, other people have done similar. You know, it's uh, there's Chernobyl, which is a popular, <laughs> strangely, but a popular tourist attraction. So lots of people have gone to see that. Um, and, you know, you, you make friends, you make family over there. So seeing that, um, it, it really hits home. It, it makes it a lot more personable. And the fact that, you know, these are democratic countries where, where their citizens have rights and freedoms and you've got a tyrant coming in uh, and doing the opposite of liberating, you know, is, is trying to subjugate. So I think that's why people are so passionate. Mm. What, what was the actual mood like on the night? Obviously, it was one of solidarity, but you know, was there an underlying feeling of sadness or hope, I suppose, you know, on the on the opposite side of that spectrum? Um, well, it was cold. <laughs> um, I, I think solidarity and the sense of belonging. Um, what I did, what I, what I liked the most is the, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously not about me, but what I liked was the amount of people, friends and families of people in Ukraine who personally then messaged and said thank you because of what that meant to them. Um, and I think that that really matters. Um, and I, I, I argued all along that shows of solidarity matter because, you know, if you are over there or if you have people over there and they're in this situation, would you rather know people care and people want to do something to help or would you, you know, rather just sit there and feel alone and by yourself? Makes sense, does make sense. So in terms of local governance, even stretching to national government, like what more do you feel needs to be done and should be done now? 
Um, well, as everything this government does, it seems to act big and then do small, but um, it's 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 getting there slowly. I think it's being dragged along um, by public pressure. Um, you know, the refugee situation, I mean, telling them to come over here to pick fruit and vegetables, I think, was just disgusting. Um, you know, Europe are opening their doors, the whole of Europe are opening the doors for three years. Um, we should be doing at least the same. Um, you know, these, these are people who are having their homes literally bombed to pieces. We shouldn't be saying how much money do you earn when their entire livelihoods have just been destroyed. And when we talk about it in that regard, it's people having their livelihoods destroyed, their homes blown to the ground. We've all seen the footage and it's, it's harrowing. Of course it is. If anyone listening to this thinks that it's all so far away and it doesn't matter to them as such, you know, because it is so far. What what would you say to them as somebody that's been so heavily involved with the campaigning here? We're all interconnected. Everything, you know, everything links uh, in, in today's society, in today's world. So, you know, just, you know, look at the price of things, look at the price of oil and gas. Um, and do you really think he's going to stop there? Um, you've got a, a, a despot who is, well, you've got a David and Goliath situation. And sadly, um, there aren't that many of the Goliaths in the world anymore. So if you let him get away with it once, who's to stop him doing it again and again and again and again and again? And when do we then make the stand? You should make the stand before. It's too late, not after. It's a very good point, my friend. It's a very good point. Bradley, it's been great. If people want to get in touch with you or help out in any way they can, where can they find that information? So we've set up a uh, Facebook page, which is Lincoln Friends of Ukraine. Um, we're going to try and organise other things for the city as a whole, uh, big things, but I know there's lots going on in different places. Um, but if you look on Lincoln Friends of Ukraine, um, then you will see uh, we're, we're sharing everything. So, so we'll give that a like. Bradley, thank you very much, my friend. It's been great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Really lovely guy. We had a great conversation. If you want to see more of what Bradley is up to, again, just search for the Lincoln Friends of Ukraine page on Facebook. Next, I spoke to Demante Norbertate. Now, Demante's husband is a Ukrainian national. They both live in Lincoln. And I reached out to her after seeing online that her husband is going to be traveling to the Ukraine-Poland border to deliver donations given by the people of Lincoln. You know, we're talking everything from sanitary products to tinned food, bandages, all that kind of thing. And I wanted to get an idea of how she felt about her husband quite literally traveling to the cusp of a war zone. Damante, the obvious place to start is why is your husband traveling back to Ukraine from Lincoln? Yeah, because we are trying to help as much as we can because he's Ukrainian. So he, we want to help for people who doesn't have food and kids. They are in hospitals, hiding in the cells because and we don't have what to eat. Does um does he have family in Ukraine still over there? Yes, his parents, his whole family in Ukraine, sister, yeah, everyone. So is this trip to the border just a one-time thing, or does he plan on making repeat journeys to continue to help? He planned to go more times than one, yeah. He would like to do, you know, more times than one. So on that, and I don't want to pry, but how are you feeling about his trips to the border? Uh, to be honest, I'm scared because you, know, you never know what happen and yeah. Well, it is a frightening time, even more so, I imagine, when you're in the thick of it. Just out of interest, the question I did want to ask you... Um, how do you feel about how our local government and even our national government have handled the situation? Do you feel like enough has been done? Do you feel like we could have done more or can do more? How, how do you feel about that? To be honest, I think we do a lot. Mm. Because I know if we will start like a war against to the Russia, I believe, you know, we will be attacked as well. 
and yeah. that's how many we have this nuclear uh, guns we have loads of them so you know so that's scary do you believe that this will become a full war yeah i believe because i think you know, like Putin, he's sorry about my language, a psycho, and I don't think somebody can stop him. You know, they will start, you know, like countries with each other, you know, who have already some, you know, arguments. So, yeah, that's what I believe. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not indeed. Well, Demante, thank you so much for your time. We're wishing the best to both you and your husband. Thank you. Hopefully this all calms down. He's a very, very brave man. Um, I, I couldn't do what he's doing. So thank you so much for your time. Yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Demante. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Demante Norbertate, their friends, both, both the bravery and the sheer determination to help others will never fail to blow my mind. Isn't it fascinating how... While war tends to show the worst of the human race, in turn can end up showing some of the best as well. Honestly, but again, of course, we wish Demante, her husband, and her whole family all of the best. And last, but by no means least, I travelled to the home of Peter Rowlett. Now, he was actually featured in a Lincolnite article last week, talking about his own family members that are in Ukraine and the current visa situation, but uh, here's what he had to say. Peter, when Russia did move in on Ukraine, what was your immediate thought process? Where were you when you found out? Uh, well, funnily enough, it was my birthday when they, uh, they moved in on uh, February the 24th. Um, I, to a, a limited extent, has been expecting it. Um, all the news coverage was saying it was going to happen, even though uh, other commentators are saying, well, it wasn't in Russia's interest to do it and it's likely to be a threat and they just want concessions. Um, but uh, as it turned out, obviously, they did invade. Uh, our first thoughts were for our relatives in in the Ukraine. Yeah, I was I was going to ask if you managed to keep in contact with them out there. Yeah, I, I, we keep in contact really through our own children who are in contact with um, Marta and Alexander, who are the Marta is the daughter of Svetlana, who is our niece. Um, so it, it's sort of children's children, they're the same age so they, and they use the internet so it's a lot easier for them to contact rather than uh, for us to do it. So we, we, we find out through them. You mentioned in our story earlier in the week that they made the decision to stay put yes. as opposed to, to leaving. Do you know why they made that decision? What influenced that? Um, not exactly, but um, Marta has only recently got married to Alexander last September in actual fact. And she just didn't want to leave him. And the same with Svetlana. She's in the 50s. Uh, her husband, Robert, is in the 50s. Um, they're volunteering for the local mil militia. They just want to be near their their loved ones. You mentioned that you wanted visa rules relaxing. Um, if you could just expand on that a little bit, what more could what more could we be doing as as, as a nation to to help these these people? Well, it seems that our country is the only country in Europe that's not um, relaxed the rules for visas. They've allowed a very small number of people to apply. Um, they say 100,000 or 200,000 uh, could come. In actual fact, the, the reality is it's likely to be in the low tens of thousands, which is a pure drop in the ocean when you compare it to the amount of people that are already leaving uh, the Ukraine. Um, we're expecting, in other words, other countries to take the strain. Yet we're the fifth or sixth wealthiest country in the world and we're expecting countries like Poland, Slovakia, Romania to take the strain. It's just disgraceful. 
you feel like we have a responsibility to get in, involved with the with the conflict in a way? Well, I don't know if we can get involved with the conflict, but we certainly need, we have a responsibility to look after those women and children who have fled for their lives. These are not economic migrants. These are people who were forced out of their homes in the middle of the night with young children. They're not, uh, not the men, it's all women, children and elderly people, people who, who need our assistance now. Peter, thank you. Thank you very much for your time. And obviously we send the best to your, to your family over there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Peter Rowlett there, friends. These, these aren't easy conversations to have, so I want to thank my three guests again for being able to so eloquently put into words how they're feeling at the moment. If you want to help out in any way, you can head over to the Lincolnite website. You'll find a seemingly ever-expanding list of locations accepting donations of both money and items. If you can donate to these places and these people, you'd be doing a truly incredible thing. Now, moving on to other matters, I had a spiffy little conversation with Katrina Burrell, Stonebow Media's Partnerships Manager this week, all about the Lincolnites events portfolio for 2022. We have a hell of a lot going on, a lot of awards to give. I'm not entirely sure if Katrina was making this announcement for all of you or to put the fear of God into me in my first week. It certainly sounds like I'm going to have my work cut out, but uh, enough from me. Katrina Burrell, friends. Hello, Katrina. What is going down? We've got lots going down, actually, Ronnie. Uh, we've had a really exciting week, which culminated in the launch of our uh, huge events portfolio, something that we've been working on in the background for several months. First up, we're hosting the Lincolnshire Business Excellence Award, which is going to be held on May 26th at the Engine Shed. So nominations are now open for those businesses to get involved. We've got 10 categories which recognise the best businesses in Greater Lincolnshire, which after a difficult two years, I think we all need a good reason to celebrate. We're covering all areas from small businesses, agri-food, business leaders, charitable businesses and everything in between. As I said, nominations are now open for the award website, which you can find at the linkonite.co.uk forward slash awards. And we're encouraging all local businesses to nominate themselves through the website. You've got until April the 22nd, so plenty of time, but don't leave it too late. That was April 22nd, friends. Make sure you get your nominations in sooner rather than later. But you said you've had a really exciting week. That doesn't sound like the whole week. That's not the whole week, is it, Katrina? Of course it's not the whole week. It's never a whole week at Stone Bay Media. To be honest, that's not everything. Um, the Business Excellence Awards are just the per first point in our portfolio. Um, we've got five more huge events coming up this year, um, something for everyone to get involved in. First of all, obviously, we have our Business Excellence Awards on, in May 26th. We've secured a familiar face to many around the city and the county, which is local actor Colin McFarlane, who I certainly know best from The Cube and being the voice of The Cube, but I think a lot of people know him as Commissioner Leb from uh, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight. Uh, next up, in July, we are going to be honouring all those fantastic teachers, nursery school uh, staff and everyone in between with our Lincolnshire Education Awards. So a great night for all to be had then, ready for the summer holidays. Moving on into September, we're going to be hosting the Food and Farming Awards. Fantastic for all those people that create all that wonderful food our county produces from farm to fork. So to keep an eye out for those. And not farm to fork, I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> After that, we are working with Destination Lincolnshire and we are going to be hosting the Lincolnshire Tourism Awards. Now, these are a great opportunity for businesses to get themselves not only named within our county, but they will be a springboarding event for Visit England. So all our winning businesses will get nominated through to go through to those national level awards next year. 
Of course, that wouldn't be the end of it, not for certain, not for Stonebay Media. So into November, we are back with Lincolnshire's 30 Under 30. Last year, we had some fantastic nominations from entrepreneurs, mental health advocates, sports stars, and we can't wait to see who is going to get nominated this year. And finally, just because that wasn't enough, we will be hosting the Lincolnshire Enterprise Awards at the end of November. These awards recognise small, medium and entrepreneurial businesses who are the backbone of our county and our economy. So an absolutely great time for all businesses of all sizes in all sectors to get involved in something that the Lincolnite are doing this year. Quite the year ahead, friends, quite the year ahead. So tell me again, one more time, Katrina, if I were a business, how would I be able to get involved with the Lincolnshire Business Excellence Awards on May 26th? So to get yourself nominated, head to our website, thelincolnite.co.uk forward slash awards. You'll find links to all our websites, all the nomination pages. And even if you don't want to nominate yourselves, come along, book some tickets. It's going to be a fantastic night, lots of fun, lots of humour, and we look forward to seeing you there. Fantastic. That was www.thelincolnite.co.uk forward slash awards. Katrina, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ronnie. Katrina Burrell there, friends. Again, all the information you need is on the linkonite.co.uk forward slash awards. Make sure to get those nominations in by April 22nd. So, as I mentioned at the start of the show, I was given a book by my editor this week, which is basically a collection of words and phrases exclusively from Lincolnshire. Now, I've lived in Lincoln almost all of my life, but I never really picked up the dialect or the accent or anything like that. So, I've been flicking through it. And we had the idea in the office to feature a little Lincolnshire word of the week based entirely on the things in this book. I'm not going to lie to you, friends. Some of these are a little bit far-fetched. For example, the word father, translated into Lincolnshire dialect, apparently comes out as father with two A's. So just father with two A's. Father. Never heard anybody around these parts say it like that. Another example I'll give you, haven't. And the word haven't, have not, haven't is down as haven't haven't just with an e instead of an a haven't again i'm not having it i can't work out if some of these are far-fetched or have just been sort of lost to time either way the final example i'll give you of far-fetched lincolnshire lingo is the word how according to my little book it's down as who h-double-o i really really like this one because my mind tried to put it straight into some kind of context um how's ethel been jim oh sadly she passed away last month oh that's awful who? So the word that I'm choosing as the Lincolnite Podcast's first word of the week is kink cough. Kink cough. Kink hyphen cough. This was a phrase in Lincolnshire to refer to the whooping cough. But again, friends, again, language has evolved because in my world, a kink cough is what you get when that leather collar is just a little bit too tight. Already getting weird, it's only episode one. Which brings us to the Lincolnite Podcast, episode one's great big bloody finale. This week, I was joined via Zoom by James Woodliffe, or Curly, as he's otherwise known. He's the lead singer of Lincoln band Vigilantes. They recently played at the New Look Lincoln Drill, alongside the lottery winners Huey Morgan and the Sherlocks. Vigilantes have featured on BBC Radio 1 and play live frequently. James, James was a great guy. We had a really, really great chat. I'm a big fan of his this is what it is and what it is is really good take it or leave it approach to music i've said enough friends i've said enough vigilante's own james curly woodliffe yeah uh, everyone just calls me curly that's what i was going to ask next and yeah. i was also going to ask why and it's i get it now yeah like Cher or bono or you know Cher madonna or bono. Yeah. <laughs> i like that i like that so 
James, first and foremost, Curly, sorry. How yeah. was the sold-out launch event of the drill? We're talking Sherlock's. We're talking Huey Morgan. We're talking Vigilantes. How did it go? Yeah, it was good. I tell you what, Huey Morgan is a character. He, yeah. Like, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I bumped into him afterwards. Um, and he's just like, he's just such a chill guy. Like, he's so, I you know, totally believe that. I really believe yeah, that. Yeah, he's really chill, really friendly. Um you know, like Sherlock's friendly played with them a few times mm. and uh lottery winners we haven't uh we haven't played with them before. Um but yeah, like nice guys as well. Like so it's all um everyone was kinda of chill, good banter nice. as well. Nice. Good, like, how, yeah, how did your how did your set go? Uh yeah, our, our set was uh it was alright. It was alright. It was alright. <laughs> it was yeah, it was all it was alright, I think. Uh because it's like a different space to what we're it was so different to what we played in there before. So it's like, I feel like when we got up, it was like, you know, mm. it's, it throws you a little bit. Um, yeah. Like set, set was okay. Um, and yeah, just the venue's awesome. And like, they, I say they've it, just, they've just done it all out, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, oh man, that, that is going to be a, yeah, wait, a, I feel bad. Like if I said, Oh, wait a couple months, mm. like when that venue is fully, you know, on kicking it yeah, yeah. that is going to be a seriously good thing not just for lincoln like mm. genuinely in, in the uk that is um it's such an awesome space and like because everything you know once you get a venue up it's got to kind of get used into the swing of things doesn't it? Yeah, of, like definitely. doing it again um you know and that's only going to come by it being open but i'd imagine they'll you know streamline everything really really quickly um and you know it's a really competent crew that are there. Like they're really good. Everyone's really friendly. Um, yeah, it's a good thing to hear for sure. You know, with local music played live in Lincoln, it's slim pickings in terms of actual venues. It really is. Sure. Speaking right. of the show, how, how did it feel to play? You know, because from the outside looking in with the names on it, obviously yourselves, and again, I reference the Sherlock's, I reference mm -hmm. Huey Morgan. It, it was a huge, huge bill. Mm. How did it feel playing on a bill like that? In what is basically home yeah it's uh it's good uh, i think it's i think like what the drill are doing is like doing the local shows that like using local artists mm. in a in those sort of shows it bridges a gap between because that there are people who will go out and see bigger artists and yeah. then they and elsewhere in the country there is more of an appetite for going out and just seeing like other shows um and I think like it's it's almost like the infrastructure in Lincolnshire has not been there for that to occur. For yeah, I believe that. I do us. believe that. Um, I don't. Yeah, I'm worried about coming across like slagging off. You know. <laughs> no, I, I, I totally get what you're saying. I think everyone else will too. I do. Do the shows that you play closer to home feel a little bit different compared to shows further afield? So not even from yeah. a crowd standpoint, even from like a personal standpoint. Yeah, like I think um, there there is a definite. There's a much more. I don't know if a relaxed. It's weird. In so like the build up to the show, mm. it's far more relaxing. Playing, um, like, the build up is more relaxing for locally, but right. the actual playing of the show is a bit more stressful because it's like you have to really go out and top it up because you know people as well, and it's like you want to. You want to really do. You want to show end. your very best. To yeah, the yeah. That have supported you from the start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and there is this thing with us, I think, where, um, you know, we, we know that we're good, and I don't feel like, pfft, I don't really care. Like, I, I don't think it's particularly arrogant to say so. Like, when mm. you're, you know, I don't. 
I don't get these people that are just like super modest about everything. It's like, just be honest. You, you do. <laughs> you've got to own it. Like, you've got to own it. Yeah, yeah, you've got to own it. And I think the thing is, is like when, when you don't reach that on the flip side, like there's being arrogant and being like, yeah, we're so good. Mm. But the different, the actual grounding thing is, it's the criticism that you give yourself. So it's like when, you know, when you want to go out to Lincoln, it's like, right, you really, you don't just have to be good. You have to be like, actually, yeah, through, like you, you have to say to people like, Go on, come near us. So, like, uh, come on, if you think you are good, you know, we're as good, if not better. Yeah, right? I get that. I totally and that's get that. the thing. And when you don't, and, but to do that, you have to criticise yourself. And when you go, you know, outside of Lincoln or Lincolnshire, there is sort of a little bit less than that. So it's like the build-up to the show might be more stressful to be like, right, we've got to go out and nail it. But when you're there, because you don't know the people, it's 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 still there, but that sort of pressure isn't there. I don't yeah. think. When you're out on the road, do you feel like you are representing where you're from? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, de- definitely. I actually, um, I do, you know, like there are some people who feel like they're locked out, like Lincolnshire particularly is like this separated off part of the country. Yes. I know. Like, I know. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I really, yeah. Like I, I really culturally, you know, um, feel that more. Like I feel that more the more we go out. Not saying that people treat us differently, but I really notice the differences in culture. I think. Yeah. Um, There's pros and cons to it for sure. Like you say, with the um, with the kids going out to see live music and things like that. Obviously, that's a definite yeah, con yeah. where we are because it's just not mm. as accessible. I know you're yeah. absolutely right there. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you in terms of the vigilantes? Then let, let, let's talk about that. So you signed the record deal in August, I believe, with Big Indie. Um, yeah. And Bader yeah, yeah. EP came out in November. What's yeah. next? What, what's the game plan? What's in the pipeline? What's next? What, okay, so we've. Uh, oh, car. I don't know. I've, I've literally just got off the phone to our manager as well. So. We should have brought him in. We should have brought him in. Yeah, and I was like, oh man, don't know what what's. Uh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say or what I'm not allowed to say, and I don't. I don't like doing that stuff because it sounds probably yeah. big time, doesn't it? Where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, man, we're doing we're doing all these cool things, big things coming soon. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but at the same that. time, yeah, you've um, got to protect yeah. yourself, and they've got to protect. No, you. no, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's like the um, especially like when you sign things as well. It's like mm. oh, okay, we've um, I mean, like we've recorded a load of new tracks, um, and we've uh, a yeah, we've. Uh, We've recorded. Um, how many? How many is a lot? How many is a lot? Not double figures. Not double figures. Close. Um, oh, you know what? I don't know. Actually, <laughs> no, no, no. You, know, you know what? I don't know. Over the past, over the past eighteen months, we've recorded probably close to thirty. I think. Mm. Uh, close. Maybe that's an overestimation. Over twenty at least. Um, that's a but lot yeah. Of music. We've, yeah, and uh, but the thing is though, is choosing what do we record. Like we've we've already got, we we say like we've probably got our first three four albums ready to go. Mm. So they are, um, and not sort of you know these bands where they go yeah yeah we've got all of these albums. And it's like no they don't. I mean we've been a band for quite a while, so yeah. we we we've got all of this stuff. Re- you know, genuinely is ready. We know what will go out when in mm. all of the orders. Um, so yeah, this this time we went and recorded. We did it in a different way. We. Uh, Recorded drums in a different room, and right. uh, to what we did before with a different producer, and then we recorded everything else with someone else. Then we got it mixed by someone else, and then mastered by. It. So it was kind of like we oversaw sort of like the project, um, and they sound really good. Like the guy, uh, the guy who mixed it, um, 
he if you go down the artists that he's worked with he's he has had contributions to several major artists in uh, right. okay. in the UK or his should we say his studio his studio has had right. major works with oh, it's so cryptic yeah, I know. I, I, I know, know you can't it, say too much, but you get yeah, this very yeah, like uh, my first is in river, but not in canal at the minute. I like it. There's <laughs> a mystique about it. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I don't like. I don't like doing it. I I hate bands that do it, but it's yeah. But you understand what um, they do now, like having yeah, signed the deal and that. yeah. Well, it's particularly. I understand it from much much bigger artists, but because we're not that big, it's like okay, we. It feels like you're pretending yeah. to be big artist when it's like bands who have not got a label who go no no we can't say anything. And it's like, well, why not? Like, you're just holding yourself out. Like, you should yeah. tell everyone, like... So, yeah, we've, we've got a load of tracks recorded that we think are very good. But the guy who's mixed them... Uh, the mix, Well, it, yeah, I can say, actually, it's, it's mixed by Al Groves. Um, and his... Uh, I, I rang him the other day after mixing, and I just said, look, like, Al, what what do you think the single is? Because we don't know what the single mm. the singles are. Um, you know, what would you release the single out of these? And he just went straight away. It's like all of them. Right. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, to be honest, uh, on a list of things you want to hear, though, that's that's yeah, got to be high ranking. It's got to be high yeah, ranking. It just yeah, but it was like so dead. It was like straight away. I was like, yeah. What? So what? What do you think should be a single? All of them. I was got and some I was faith. Like, I love that. Yeah, and I went. Al, I need a little bit more. <laughs> need a little bit more than that, dude. Like, what? What do you think would be good? And it's like there's not often that that happens with people where it's like. You know, normally the label comes and goes, yeah, yeah, you know, you know, it'd be really good. I think you should, uh, <laughs> you should put this book out. And then the artist goes, you know what, screw you. Like, this, this yeah. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it a was, good spot you know, to be in. Like it that. must be a good spot to be in. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, um, I mean, I, I believe like the, the tracks, like the, the quote, the quote that I've said a few times and people think it's like super arrogant, but um, I think it's probably the best unsigned EP with guitars, a guitar band EP, probably for the past 15 years. Jesus like, Christ. Um, I yeah, mean, people, I, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. You know I am. I'm, you know what's funny? Like, every time I've said that to people, uh, every time i said that to people, they're always like, they don't know how to kind of take it. And my <laughs> thing is like, because like I said earlier, I, I'm like sick of this, like everyone being nice to each other and everyone, artists now content creators, they're mm. not actually musicians. And like we're crap at making content, like we're 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 well open about that. Yeah. Like we're, that that's not our back. Don't say yes. Like, <laughs> like, Everyone's got their strengths like, and weaknesses. Yeah, yeah. No, no. But we we know what we're good at and we know what we're bad at. Like mm. that's the thing. Like, and it's I feel like that's kind of what keeps us balanced because it's like we're not here saying look. We're not going. We're gonna write Wonderwall like or mm. Champagne Supernova. Like we're not. I feel like the bar has been set so low. <laughs> for the past like what a like, decade and a half give or take okay name the biggest band since Arctic Monkeys I was going to say the Arctic Monkeys before you said the Arctic Monkeys so I'm kind of at a loss 2006 yeah. go on find, find me an artist was that really 2006 goodness yeah. me it was yeah actually no I'll tell you what find me three I'm, I'm, I'm trying to find you one like <laughs> yeah 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 and no one talks about this stuff no that's one true. like seems to go like, and you think that's because people are too nice to each other um, I think there's this. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not in favor. Like, I don't like this thing where it's like just going out and slagging off music for the sake of it. Like, I don't. I mm. like. I won't sit here. I won't sit here and say they're garbage or they're garbage. Like, I don't think that's actually proactive. But I think there is a real issue with people 
who sit there on Instagram and TikTok creating content mm. instead of going like, dude, just go literally go and write 10 songs and then go and write 10 more yeah. and then criticize yourself as why they're not good songs. And I see a lot of this flash in the pan stuff that absolutely sucks. Mm. And, um, you know, there's like bands that people come up to me and they go, oh, these are really good. And I go, well, the name's crap. I mean, Vigilantes is a bad name, but it's like... <laughs> actually, no, I'll tell you what. Vigilantes is a bad... Right, we all think Vigilantes is a bad name, right? So why don't you change it? What? Oh, you know, it's like... You know how, like, you get, you know, dog poo on your shoe and, like, you can never get it off. Like, I don't know if I try. Like, yeah, I you try. Leave it on there. You know, okay, we were the vigilantes and then we changed it to vigilantes and that's the closest we got. Um, also, though, the weird thing is, we think it's a bad name, right? But everyone we come into who, like, we like goes, oh, man, that's a great name. I so, think it's a great like, name. Our, I really like the name. Our, <laughs> thanks. But, like, uh, and enough's enough of these people who are, like, not really that popular. And the thing is that they're not really that popular. No. Like that's the other thing. Like a lot of these other artists they come along, everyone says, Oh, they're going to be the next big thing and then they just disappear because it's it's chewing gum. It's you know yeah, I, it's I chewing gum for people who don't even have the attention span to chew gum until the flavour's gone out. Like that's <laughs> that's what the music is. That's what all You have some are. savage sound bites. I'll tell you that for free, goodness me. Uh, <laughs> I'm all about uh, them, but <laughs> I'll tell you that, this is clean. This is uh this is clean. This is not like for you know yeah. Like, I mean, come, come on. Like, <laughs> is that what you got? Like, nah, sit down. Go go back. Go back to your job at Starbucks. Like, go back to your job at Starbucks. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. It's the savagery it's for me, nice. James. It's the savagery. <laughs> it's not. This is, it's this not. Is not. <laughs> James, where can people find vigilantes if they want to listen to the music, if they want to find you guys, if they want to find dates? All of that, where are they going? Uh, our Spotify and then the gram, the Insta, the Vigilance-tagram on, uh, on Instagram, where you will find... Oh, I mean, we sarcastically put up content there, like what music you're listening to to entertain Newman's cat, which is our guitarist <laughs> cat. Because <laughs> obviously, like, social media with cats, we were like, that nah, people won't buy into this. And people do. Yeah, like, people do. People do. You know, Maxwell the cat, Chuffin loves it. You know, <laughs> Just getting pictures of him and chucking him up, and it's like, wow, is this is this really what it's about now? We're like, Shout okay. out Maxwell, by the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well happy. Yeah. So we think for a music video, we'll just get like sort of Maxwell scurrying, and he's this real fat cat, by the way. So yeah. we talk yeah, about yeah. Garfield fat. Yeah. No. No. Genuinely, it's Calm huge, down. huge cat. So we're like, right, okay. Well, we'll, you know, we'll just get a video of him scurrying around, and that'll count. Yeah. And, and look, like idiots will like it. <laughs> i can't do anymore i can't do anymore james it's been great no worries thank you for your time my friend that was vigilance the gram vigilance the gram vigilance the gram vigilantes on spotify find them catch them james i look forward to catching up with you again soon my friend no worries cheers take care James Curley Woodliffe from Vigilantes there for your friends. Be sure to check them out on Spotify. Follow them on Facebook. Follow them on Instagram. That pretty much wraps up today's show, friends. It's been great. Massive thank you to all of my guests this week. And we'll see you same place, same time next week. Take care.